Well, folks, we've got something extra special today. First time we came to Mina, we visited some wonderful people on Highway 61. And some of you live on Highway 61 to this day. What song are we talking about? 61. <clears throat> Sometimes we talk about things, we break it down, and somebody says, do you know your ABC? <laughs> so, that's easy to remember. ABC. Used to know a teacher, she'd tell her boys and girls, put these words in ABC order, meant alphabetical order. And sometimes we use the last three letters of the alphabet, X, Y, and Z. But in this song, we've got three letters of the alphabet, just like they appear in our alphabet, but they're neither A, B, C, nor X, Y, Z. It's in this song. But going along with this song, there's a song here, and I can't find it in any of our hymnals here. It's called A Shelter in the Time of Storm. Brother, did you get one of these? Everybody? Okay. <clears throat> Marcia knows how to play it, and she knows how to sing it. So I guess we'll sing a duet for at least the first verse. Y'all feel free to join in here. <clears throat> The Lord's our rock, in Him we hide, a shelter in the time of storm.
for this? <coughs> Just reading through these eight verses. Three songs came to my mind. And uh, maybe you know some of these, maybe not. Y'all know the song that says, The Rock That Is Higher Than I? Mm -hmm. Y'all familiar with that one? That's a good one. The one we just sang, a shelter in the time of storm. If you want to keep that one in your Bible, I sure wouldn't mind. <clears throat> and there's another one, under his wings. Each of those speak to something of the protection and provision of our great God. In Colossians it says, you're dead and you're hid with Christ in God. We are hidden in the Lord. We are protected in the Lord. He's put his hedge about us. Now the devil doesn't always lie. He said to God concerning Job, you put your hedge about him. Yeah. And he's done that for you and for me too. And I'm glad he does. Because I'm no match for the devil. And even on your best day, you're not either. We need to know that. We need the Lord desperately. Can anybody guess the three letters, bonk, 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 that are highlighted in this song? Let's read the song. <clears throat> Hear my cry, O God, attended to my prayer. From the end of the earth will I cry unto thee when my heart is overwhelmed. Lead me to the rock that is higher than I. For thou hast been a shelter for me, a strong tower for the enemy. I will abide in thy tabernacle forever. I will trust in the covert of thy wings. For thou, O God, hast heard my vows. Thou hast given me the heritage of those that fear thy name. Thou wilt prolong the king's life and his years as many generations. He shall abide before God forever. O prepare mercy and truth, which may preserve him. So will I sing praise unto thy name forever, that I may daily perform my vows. I'm not talking about ABC, XYZ. We've already talked about it, so. <laughs> if there's a disadvantage of being married to the preacher, kind of know where he's going to go. Okay. But does anyone else see the three letters in a row? There aren't the eight verses. <clears throat> we are hid. And the R S T. Huh? Sure enough. Sure. Because our rejoicing. Let's read again verses 2 through 4. From the end of the earth will I cry unto thee when my heart is overwhelmed. Lead me to the rock. There's your R that is higher than I. But that has been a shelter. There's our S for me. And a strong tower from the enemy. Help you learn your alphabet if nothing else. 
the first verse, he cries out in prayer. Hear my cry, O Lord, attend unto my prayer. I think sometimes David was genuinely overwhelmed by everything dogging him. He had it. He knew that he, in and of himself, could not and would not solve his problems. So we need to go somewhere. Time after time in God's Word, we are told, we are not sufficient to these things. People say, everything will come out fine. Hope you can take care of business and all of that. It's the Lord that gets us through. I hope you know that. And in this song, we're reminded not about an ABC or an XYZ, but an RST. The rock, the shelter, the tower. Those are the three things I want to emphasize this afternoon. Now, first of all, the rock. Many, many times in God's Word, it refers to God as our rock. He's not a puddle of water. He's not jello. He's something solid. The rock. Already in the Psalms, I count six different times. In just the Psalms that we've looked at, this is Psalm 61. And starting in Psalm 18 and through Psalm 42 and four others in between, it refers to the Lord as our rock. We need to be reminded that when the heathen call upon their gods, we were talking about Jonah. Was that in Sunday school? See how Sunday school helps? You poor people will come to adult Sunday school class. I'll bet you do. Bet you do. But uh, those heathen were praying on board the ship. But as I'm sure Abraham said a few times to Mr. Lot, their rock is not about rock. There are people who have some phony baloney God, and they might cry out. They might have pictures. They might have statuettes. They might utter prayers and all of that, but their rock is not as our rock. Just in the Psalms, I want you to see that David keeps coming back to this. In the next Psalm, Psalm 62, verse 2, He only is my rock and my salvation. He is my defense. I shall not be greatly moved. Drop down to verses 6 and 7 of that same 62nd Psalm. He only is my rock and my salvation. Not one of many. He's the only one. He's God all by Himself. He only is my rock and my salvation. He is my defense. I shall not be moved. Yet God is my salvation and my glory. The rock of my strength and my refuge is in God. Go ahead a little bit to Psalm 71. Verse 3 says, These are my strong habitation. Kind of sounds like that. These are my vision that we sang 
just this morning. Whereunto I may continue to resort. Thou hast given commandment to save me. For thou art my rock and my fortress. <laughs> Move ahead a little bit more. Psalm 78. Verse 35. And they remembered that God was their rock. My high God. Their redeemer. A little bit more to the right. Psalm 89. Verse 26. He shall cry unto me, Thou art my Father, my God, and the rock of my salvation. There's nothing cheesy about Jesus. There's nothing wimpy about our great God. I hope we know that. And in Psalm 92, verse 15, to show that the Lord is upright, He is my rock, and there is no unrighteousness within. And the last one that I found just in the Psalms is the 144th, which opens, Blessed be the Lord my strength, which teeth my hands to war, and my fingers to fight. He is my goodness and my fortress, my high tower, my deliverer, my shield, and he in whom I trust, who subdueth my people under me. The scriptures speak of our great rock. He's a rock in the sense that he is a source of hope. There's a prophet, we call him the weeping prophet. Because he cried. It was a message God gave him. And he preached so faithfully. The people were so faithless to hear. But our God is a source of hope. As Jeremiah said in the 17th chapter, in the 17th verse, Be not a terror unto me, thou art my hope in the day of evil. There are people who are fair with a friend. There are people who make all kinds of promises. They're sunny day patriots. But when they're really, really down, you just can't always count on them. That's not the Lord. Everybody knows John 3.16. Ask you to go to Joel 3.16. Got a Bible like mine. It's on page 1335. And you're probably got a different number. That's okay. Joel 3 verse 16 The Lord also shall roar out of Zion and utter his voice from Jerusalem and the heavens and the earth shall shake but the Lord will be the hope of his people and the strength of the children of Israel Now there's a whole slew of passages that talk about the Lord as a place of refuge, you can go to Him. The name of the Lord is as a high tower, it says in other places. It's something in which we can rely. I won't, for time consideration, give you all these, but there's a whole slew of them just in the Psalms. But not just in the Psalms. In Proverbs, part of chapter 14, and verse 26, in the fear of the Lord is strong confidence. 
And his children shall have a place of refuge. Now, there is a song. I mentioned it a little bit ago. And I also had us, hopefully you got to learn a new song. Isaiah chapter 4, verse 6. Here's the basis for the song that we learned. There shall be a tabernacle for a shadow in the daytime from the heat and for a place of refuge and for a covert from storm and from rain. So the psalm writer wrote a song, Shelter in the Time of Storm. And we speak of him also as truly a, a place of trust. Some people will let you down. Some people, <clears throat> when you're really in a tight, they got somewhere else to go and something else to do. But the seventh psalm opens, O oh Lord my God, in thee do I put my trust. Save me from all them that persecute me. And deliver me. And again, there are many in my notes. I usually come loaded for bear if possible. There's a lot of this here. Something else. We speak of the Lord as our rock. You know what the word unique means? I hear people, people ought to know better. I heard a lady on the news the other day, so and so is very unique. You can't be uniquer than somebody else. Did you know that? He's the uniquest guy I know. That may be your feeling, but that's not grammatically correct. Unique takes no qualifier. It are, it means one of a kind. There's no comparative. There's no superlative form. Uniquest. Or uniquer. As the preachers used to say so often, and sometimes even today, he is God. All by himself. I don't get tired of saying that because it's true. You get some brand X God out there, some ABC or XYZ God, and uh, he's a nothing. I alluded to this before, but Deuteronomy, Moses is used to write this. Chapter 32, verse 31, For their rock is not as our rock. In my Bible, the second rock is capitalized. Just talking about the Lord here. Even our enemies themselves being judges. Gotta know that that's so. And the Prince of Prophets, Isaiah, chapter 44. That's what they say in New England, doesn't it? 44. Isaiah 44, verse number 8. Fear ye not, neither be afraid. Have not I told thee from that time and have declared it? You're even my witnesses. Is there a God beside me? Yea, there is no God. I know not any. You know, sometimes God says, let me tell you what I know. And sometimes he tells us, I know something else too. The psalmist says, the Lord looked out over the earth looking if there are any that seek God. And as one preacher 
so ably said so many times in my hearing, if there were one, surely God would have found him. There are none of us that by nature do good, not good in God's sight. And there are no other gods. If you don't like the God of this Bible, <clears throat> that's all there is. You could make up some phony baloney God and talk about him and maybe even get a following from folks, but that's a question of the fool leading the fool, such that both go into the ditch. That's all I want to say about the first one. For you see, there in verse 2, it speaks about the rock that is higher than I. <clears throat> and then in verse 3, the first part, that thou hast been a shelter for me. As many times as we read of the Lord as a rock, the word shelter, you have one of those strong concordances? The word that's rendered shelter in your Bible only appears twice in the whole Bible. And once is in Job, and once is right here in this third verse. Thou hast been a shelter for me. You know what that means? No matter what, the Lord has got you covered. He's the one to whom we can run. He is the one who has us covered. He is the one past, present, and future. The Lord blessed me greatly when he showed me 2 Corinthians 1.10. Talk about deliverance. Some people say, the Lord has delivered us. And he has. Don't stop there. Hold it. As I said, 2 Corinthians 1.10. Speaks of our great God, who delivered, that's past tense, from so great a death. I don't want to take anything away from that. But there's more. And doth deliver. He is delivering us even now. He's not through delivering. I cut my teeth under some preachers who love to say, God is not through saving souls. Aren't you glad? Amen. He's still in the business of saving souls, of convicting people, of showing them their need of Christ. And somebody says, well, I'm saved. I, yeah, and you still need to see your need of Christ. I desperately need the Lord. I can do without some people maybe, but uh, I can't do without the Lord. And if you're God's child, you can't do either. Who delivered us, that's past tense from so great, and doth deliver He's got you covered right here, right now. In whom he trusts that he will yet deliver us. A shelter. It's one reason why I want us to sing a shelter in the time of storm. We've already seen the Lord's role, not just as a rock, but as a shelter, a refuge, a place where you can go. A place where you can run to that place and be known as being safe. In the 17th Psalm, of course, everything before 61, we've already looked at it, but consistent here. 
Verse 8 of Psalm 17, Keep me as the apple of the eye. Hide me under the shadow of thy wings. Hence the song, Under His Wings, that I talked about. And a song that some of us learned has been set to music. Psalm 32 and verse 7, Thou art my hiding place. Now we talked about baptism this morning as something that's out in the open. There are times, though, where you might want to find a place to hide. Well, the Lord is our hiding. If you need to hide, the Lord is our hiding place. Thou shalt preserve me from trouble. Thou shalt compass me about with songs of deliverance. You know, we can sing about the truth of God and how He's got us covered. We can rejoice. We have a great Savior. We ought to sing about it. We ought to think about it. We ought to live in the light of that. So many times God has put that loud and clear in His Word. And just a couple of Psalms ago, Psalm 59 Verse 16, I will sing of thy power, yea, I will sing aloud of thy mercy in the morning. And thou hast been my defense and my refuge in the day of my trouble when you need him most. I'm sure you know the song. And I've heard the song just when I need him most. That's the Lord. Now the world, I heard a country song, you picked a funny time to leave me, little Savior. Sometimes folks will leave you in the dirt. They will leave you in the lurch, but not the Lord. He is there. He is the one who carries us along. He is the one who protects us in the wondrous way that He does. And uh, we'll see this again as we go through the treasury of David oh, over a half dozen times. Yet, after this psalm, We'll read about the image of the Lord as a shelter to us. And that's why I wanted us to learn and to sing a shelter in the time of storm. By the way, you say, well, what, what, what scripture is that based on? Well, the idea is in a lot of scriptures. But I think the songwriter had Isaiah 32. Verse number two in mind. And a man shall be as in a hiding place from the wind, and a covert from the tempest, as rivers of water in a dry place, as the shadow of a great rock in a weary land. Can you appreciate that? Can we see our great Savior? He is the rock that is higher than I. We can't get very high. You might climb to the top of the tallest mountain. They say Mount Magazine's the tallest mountain here in Arkansas. I think it's around 3,000 feet above sea level. But there are higher points on this planet. Mount Whitney in California. It's the tallest in California. And uh, I think they used to call it... Uh, Mount, some president that they wanted to diss, 
uh, McKinley. Now they call it Denali. That was the local name for it. High Mountain in Alaska. Mount Everest in the Himalayas. But there's a rock higher than all of that. The rock that is higher than I. You might have your head underwater. You might be turned every which way but loose and wonder, how am I going to make it? Who knows where I am and what my future is? The Lord knows. The Lord's got you safe. If the Lord can take care of you up in an airplane, the Lord can take care of you here on the surface, and He can take care of Jonah while he's being educated at Whale University in the Mediterranean, He can and does. He will take care of us. He's a rock. We saw that he's a shelter for us. That's the R. And that's the S. And the second part of verse 3 says, And a strong tower from the enemy. For centuries men have learned that if they can find a high point, maybe a hilltop, or build a structure, and they can be up here. Because you know what? It's easier to dump rocks and pour boiling oil and shoot arrows down at your opposition. That's a lot easier than trying to shoot those arrows or fling that boiling oil up at the ones on the parapets. And so to speak of the Lord is this great tower. Now, sometimes some verses are just jam-packed with goodies. Psalm 18 is like that. The second verse is, The Lord is my rock. We already talked about that. And my fortress. And my deliverer. My God, my strength in whom I trust. My buckler. And the horn of my salvation. If we left anything out. And at the end, my high tower. It's been put so clear. Here in the scriptures. Now, many of the Psalms are written by David, and David is quoted in other books as well. Turn back to 2 Samuel, chapter 22. Verse 3 of 2 Samuel. 22, the Lord, the God of my rock. He's already talking about the Lord is my rock, my fortress, my deliverer. The God of my, in Him will I trust. He is my shield and the horn of my salvation, my high tower, and my refuge, my Savior. Thou savest me from violence. You want some protection? You want some place you can go and know that you are safe? Go to the Lord. I can only do so much. You can only do so much. Your country can only do so much. Your family can only do so much. But God can and does care and prepare for His people. Also, the last verse of that same 2 Samuel 22, verse 51. He is the tower of salvation for His King. And showeth mercy to his anointed unto David and to his seed. <coughs>
The Lord willing, we will again revisit this verbal picture. We already looked at Psalm 144. The Lord gives me strength and time. And it will come first. The Lord willing, I look forward to getting to that 144th Psalm. But for just now, I want you to turn with me to Proverbs chapter 18. Psalm 18, we talked about the name of the Lord. The name of the Lord is a high tower. The name of the Lord is something we can run to it. We're safe there. We're sound there. We're secure there. So I said Proverbs 18, verse 10. The name of the Lord is a strong tower. The righteous runneth into it and is safe. There are places you can go and you find out that's a dead end. I'm stuck. I'm messed up in this place. I went into a place which is truly a dead end. My end will be that I'm going to get dead right away. Let's go back to this 61st once more. And think about verse 4 for a moment as we close. I will abide in my tabernacle forever. I will trust in the covert of thy wings. Now if you're trying to read that word and you leave off the T at the end, that's okay because that's what it means. The covert. Somebody says because he's done covered you already. It's true. His wings. Under his wings is what the godly love to sing. Under his wings, time and time, we come across that. Under the covert of his wings. Now, when it says covert, it's rendered shadow four times in the Psalms. We read Psalm 17, 8 already. Hide me under the shadow of thy wings. And back when we were on the 36th Psalm, verse 7, How excellent is thy loving kindness, O God! Therefore the children of men put their trust under the shadow of thy wings. I can only go so far. I can only be in one place at a time. I can only do so much. I can only offer very limited confidence, but the Lord has got us covered. It wasn't long ago, we're in Psalm 57, which opens, Be merciful unto me, O God, be merciful unto me, for my soul trusteth in thee, yea, in the shadow of thy wings will I make my refuge until these calamities be overpassed. When you're in a tight when you're between the sword and the wall, when you say, I don't know where to go, who to turn to, I don't even know what to think. That's when you need the Lord most. That's when you sense, if you have any spiritual sense at all, that you need the Lord. It comes up, like I said, time and time again. 
in Psalm 63, verse 7, Because thou hast been my help, therefore in the shadow of thy wings will I rejoice. Man, oh man. And, Lord willing, we'll get to Psalm 91. Verses 2 through 4 say, I will say of the Lord, He is my refuge and my fortress. My God in Him will I trust. Surely He shall deliver me from the snare of the fowler and from the noisome pestilence. He shall cover thee with His feathers. And under His wings shalt thou trust. His truth shall be thy shield and buckler. You know, some people don't like to read the Bible so much because it writes on Jesus. I saw there was a company that said, for your child's birthday, your grandchild's birthday, we'll write a story and we'll plug your kid's name in as the hero in the story. The kid will see the name on every page. Wow! And I guarantee <coughs> that person wants that. The kid, because that's his name. But it's the Lord who is the star. The Lord who is the focus of our attention. And that uh, shelter in the time of storm based on Psalm, or Isaiah 32 and verse 2. As we just read a few minutes ago, a man shall be as in a hiding place from the wind Covert covering from the tempest. A tempest is not a little wimpy sprinkle, sprinkle, sprinkle. No. It's a tremendous thing. As rivers of water in a dry place, as the shadow of a great rock in a weary land. And so we see we are hidden in the RST. Let's take a moment and then we'll transition to our business meeting.